Hello and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we continue in the Maxwell Field letters as our hero, the Silver King, continues his hard work in pre-flight training and testing at Maxwell Field in Montgomery, Alabama. Stanley continues to gain confidence through his work as he writes on Sunday, February 21, 1943, Dearest ones, it's cloudy and damp, but I feel like a million anyhow. There is a whole day ahead of me to do nothing but relax and also a possible chance of calling you. In civilian life, I never thought of Sunday as really a day of rest, but now I look forward to it as just that. It's hard to believe that next Sunday at this time, I might be eating breakfast with you. That is really something to look forward to. Wednesday, I shall see the lieutenant about the pass. I'm pretty sure he'll give it to me. I'm not worried about that. Even though the time we're together will be short, it will do me so much good. You must make arrangements for my return, as it is imperative I'm in the gate by 6.30 p.m. Sunday. It would be swell of you to drive me back, as it will give us that much more time together. But I don't want you wearing yourselves out. After the trip to the wedding, you should be plenty tired of riding. Nonetheless, you decide what's the best, and it will be okay with me. Friday, I had an interview with the lieutenant regarding my candidacy for an officer. He asked me a number of questions as to my experience, academic work, etc. As yet, I haven't received any results. The officers should be appointed the first part of this week. Frankly, my hopes for it aren't too high. If I am appointed, it will be a great surprise and very much an honor. I received a letter from Leona yesterday. I suppose she wrote you the same thing. It's a pity she has to work so hard. I surely feel sorry for her. All that she has done to build herself up will be broken down now. It's just a shame she's always handicapped with something to worry her. Mother, I know she needs you very much. Maybe you will go up after I see you next week. It would surely be a relief to her. Well, Wednesday, I become an upperclassman. That will be a great day. I'll be one of the important ones then. The present upperclassman will probably leave here Friday or Saturday, and the new class will come in Saturday or Sunday. Believe me, I pity those poor fellows coming in. I'd pity anybody having to put up with what I did. Tomorrow I have the final in math. It shouldn't be too hard. So far I have an average of 95 in it. Also tomorrow I have an exam in maps and charts. I had better clothes for now. I want to write a few more letters and study. I hope you're well and taking care of yourself. If I can get to a phone, I will call. Tell Ida I'm sorry I haven't written, but my letters are for her, too. I love you and I miss you, Stan.
Stanley's writing continues on a Tuesday, February 23rd, 1943, as he writes to explain time to his parents. Dearest ones, I wanted to write you yesterday, but just didn't get the chance. I didn't have a pre-period all day, and last night I had to attend code class. My progress in code is very slow and not quite up to par. That's why I attended the class. It's the kind of course that can't be studied outside of class. It all must be learned by ear, and only practice is the remedy. I was afraid I would find it difficult. It was swell talking to you. You have no idea what a morale raiser it is. I know that after I'm with you, I'll feel even better. I hate to admit it, but I'm completely exhausted. This, I think, is the main reason I feel so low. It's such a terrific strain with no let-up at all during the week. At least the going of the upper class will lift part of it. Tomorrow I will see the lieutenant about my pass. I'm pretty sure I won't have any trouble getting it. The tin of cookies came yesterday, and believe me, they were really appreciated. Thanks so much for sending them. They come in handy, as it seems. I'm always hungry. I don't know whether I've gained or lost any weight. Most likely I've lost some with the continuous grind. I'll probably gain it back and more besides once I get into good physical condition. It was terribly hot here today. The sun was beaming down like mid-July. I had to run again today for about three miles, and with all the heat it was practically torture. When you see me this weekend, you'll think I've been to Florida as I have a good tan on my face. Well, I didn't make cadet officer. I had expected as much because of my little experience. It's not much of a disappointment, but I would have liked to have been one. Such are the breaks. Must close now and study. Take good care of yourselves. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley is a month in to his Maxwell field work when he writes on Monday, March 1st of 1943. Dearest ones, it was swell being with you. I'm only sorry time was so short, but I suppose we should be very thankful for little we had. I know it wasn't such a eventful day for you. As for me, though, the relaxation and being able to talk with you was all I could ask for. You both looked swell, as usual. Yes, sir, I have indeed something to be very proud of, to have such wonderful parents. I want to thank you for the cake and candy. We all are enjoying it immensely. I had a good look at our underclassmen today. Believe me, they are about as gross as any bunch of boys I've ever seen or been unfortunate enough to come in contact with. All but very few of them come from the north and east. There isn't a one from Alabama. In fact, the closest to the south they hail from is Virginia. It's like I told you, each class gets lower and lower. Remember I told you about the high-altitude chamber? Well, today, 
Very unexpectedly, I went into it. Seventeen of us went in together, and we all passed the test okay. On the first run, we went to 5,000 feet. This was a trial run to determine if we were all physically fit. The second run was to 28,000 feet. We went to 8,000 feet without oxygen masks, but continued the run from there with them. It gave me a queer feeling as if I were drunk. When we were coming down, I had to keep swallowing to keep my ears open. It was quite an experience. The purpose of it was the first step in classifying us between bomber pilots and pursuit pilots. Now that I have passed, I'm supposed to be able to pilot both kinds of planes. So I'm one more step closer to becoming a pilot. I got paid today. $76.30. This money really burns my pocket not being able to spend any of it. Instead of mailing it, I'll bring it home with me. Received a letter from Leona today. This letter sounds much better than the last. I'm sure she's taking care of herself. Tell Ida the cake sure makes me homesick. It's absolutely delicious. I can hardly wait for that meal next Sunday. I love you and I miss you, Stan. Stanley is glowing after a weekend visit with his family, but he's a little bit worried because, as he writes to his folks, I can't find my lighter. I'm hoping that I left it in the car. And so begins a letter dated Sunday, March 7th, 1943. Dearest ones, the weekend was all that I could have asked for, I hardly need to tell you how marvelous it was. And now that I'm back in my hole, I'm afraid I shall be more homesick. The next two weeks won't go by fast enough. Mother dearest, I wish you a very, very happy birthday. I just wish I could be with you to celebrate. Nonetheless, I will be with you in heart and spirit. My wishes are that with each succeeding year, your youth and beauty blossom forth with twice the gusto it has to date. May God bless you this day and all the glorious days to come, and may he lead you and guide you through the fruitful years which you so richly deserve. Believe it or not, I'm still full from Ida's delicious meal. I Hope it won't spoil me, as it will be hard to eat army chow after such delicacies. Tell Ida I appreciated every mouthful and thank her from the bottom of my heart. Must close now, as have two exams tomorrow, and must study. Right soon. I love you and miss you, Stan. This is the end of Maxwell Field Letters, Part 3. And you are listening to the Silver King's War.